0: Our number
1: two. Yeah, Todd Woodbridge can kiss my asterisk. That'd be Mike in what?
0: Calgary. <laughs> wow. Hot Davis Cup talk. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. <laughs> the band coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement System Studio. I didn't know who Todd
1: Woodbridge was until yesterday.
0: Yeah, gold Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Pretty good, apparently. And uh, Daniel Nestor, uh, he beat the doubles team in 2000 to win his gold medal. He
1: beat Daniel Nestor? No, Daniel Nestor beat-, yeah. beat
0: the Woodies to win the gold medal in 2000. In doubles. The Woodies. Yeah, that's what they were called. Doubles tennis is like... Yeah, great. It's meh. Like, I... I don't... The best... The, I like watching the singles tournaments. But so, I've, <laughs> I've interviewed Daniel Nestor a n- number of times. Uh-huh. And uh I, I think it's hilarious that he doesn't even consider his mixed doubles majors as majors. <laughs> he doesn't even consider them as major champions. Well, that's good. He does. Yeah. That's a mixed doubles thing. It's an exhibition. It's not. It doesn't really count. Yeah, he's literally said that to me on the radio. That's fair. Um, Doug Lacey, uh, Basement Systems Downtown Studio. Doug Lacey serving Southern Alberta and Calgary since 1992. Bottom of the hour. Anthony Stewart, NHL on Sportsnet. Former National Hockey Leaguer will join us. Talk about the Flames' big 6-2 win over Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers last night. Keep those texts rolling in. Um, they're really good. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky sucks more than blank, and Rakko Gudis's beard is thicker than blank. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Uh, what is Saddle Dome Malt? What is that? Uh, like um, the ice cream soft serve. Oh, okay, yeah. so it says Gudis' beard is thicker than Saddle Dome Malt.
1: Oh, that's a that's a quality take. That stuff okay. is like feels like you're trying to chip a block off of Mount Everest when you're digging it, into it. It's is it so like good. Is it like oh, marble slab goodness. thick? Uh no. It's uh you know what it is? It's mm. foothills creamer I think. Okay. I should try. It's really good. I, they were at the uh they were at the Flames Charity Golf Tournament as well earlier and they were giving out samples on one of the tee boxes. It was one of my favorite parts of the whole tournament. Is
0: that when you were a celebrity yeah that was exactly where that was i think that's hilarious that you were a celebrity it's like calling me and you a celebrity oh yeah we're so st- celebrity stop
1: doing this because they might hear and not think we're celebrities for next year
0: i am i am definitely not a celebrity you are certainly not a celebrity <laughs> just saying the let, only celebrity me... here really is technical director alex brody because he's brody yeah, on, he's the beat, on the beat which yeah, is alex the best like radio covers. segment in canadian radio like not no fooling. No joke. Did we,
2: did we tell you what we did last week for it, George?
0: No, I, I didn't hear it. I'm, I'm full disclosure. We, you
2: know, we went to the bar is what we did. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. good. It was, it was a lot of fun.
0: Um, they were in it, the bag. Okay. Can we... Blah, 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 blah. So I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up. And we'll talk about the Flame 6-2 win um, over the Panthers. We've got a poll question up, too. Want to get uh, your takes on as well. Um, tomorrow, uh, producer Patrick, tomorrow, should we send... Alex Brody out live for B- Brody on the beat and check in with them throughout the seven o'clock hour. I like it. Yeah, we could try. I mean, yeah, you got to dress warm for it. Are, are you are you up for the challenge, oh, Alex? Because yeah. that is my dream to do live Brody on the beat. And here you get shot down by random Calgarians.
2: <laughs> I would love to do it just because then it'll also save me the time like going out and doing it <laughs> next time, right? Like, I like it. I think it'd be fun. Okay, so I'll bring my sm-
0: I'll bring the equipment for you necessary to do said Brody on the beat. So I'm excited. What what question do we want to do tomorrow? Oh. Uh, hmm. Okay. I, I think I'm, I got it. Like things always pop into my head. Like yeah. it's just I'm just an ideas guy. Yeah. They no, just keep I, flowing. My flowing brain, like Niagara Falls. My just flowing.
1: brain moves slow, like molasses. What slow.
0: about what's your favorite Christmas song? Because it's that time of it year. It's December 1st. That's right. Yeah. I All like right. that a lot. And can you sing it? Oh, can you sing the chorus?
1: Yeah. And don't tell them it's live. Yeah. (laughs) Tell them we're we're recording. We're
0: doing it for tape. Well, we uh, no. I think
1: you have to to actually have to tell people. Yeah, I think you have to
0: actually tell them. But what do you think, think, producer Patrick Dumont? Is that something we can do? Because it is December 1st. Oh, yeah. It's only going to be minus 18 outside. No, it's going to be minus 21. It feels like minus 27. So I just hope that people will stop. Wind will be sharp. Yeah, you got to go somewhere covered, maybe, Alex.
2: Well, no, like, I'll chase after. Like, you know, if like, <laughs> they're <chase> walking. <laughs> <after>. <laughs> <laughs> like, if yeah. they're walking, I'll walk with them. Yeah. I won't make them stop right so like that. So, tomorrow
0: is December 1st. And what is your favorite Christmas song? And can you sing a few bars for us? I think that's what we should I'm, do tomorrow I'm for Brody on the Beat. And we could
1: play some bangers, get into the yeah. Christmas spirit, like, get all the, jolly. Once the,
0: once, the, once the Mariah song comes on, you know, it's oh, starting. It's yeah. That's right. It's 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 the Cadillac of all Christmas songs. As soon as you hear those bells in the background. Done. Tomorrow, Brody on the beat live asking uh, the city of Calgary, our great listeners, and people who have no idea what this station is or who Alex Brody is, but we're going to get their takes on their favorite Christmas song because tomorrow is December 1st. Um, Flames with a big, big 6-2 win over Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers last night. Dan Vladar got surprisingly the starting net. For Calgary. I was surprised by that. I thought potentially they go back to Markstrom. Uh, Poll questions up right now at George Russick, at Matt Rose, YYC, at Sportsnet 960. Are we on the verge of a starting goalie? And I didn't say controversy. I put in quotation marks situation. situation. No, Markstrom's team. Yes, Ladar, the number one option. It should be a 50 50 split right now. The It's close. <laughs> should be a 50 50 split right now, 35.1% of our listeners saying should be 50-50. We know that based on contracts and the amount of money, this is Jacob Markstrom's team. And ultimately, the Flames are going to go as far as Jacob Markstrom takes them. But as it stands right now, Matty Rose, is Jacob Markstrom their best option in goal? I think for Thursday, their best
1: option in goal is Dan Vladar. I do think that that could change. Like He doesn't have the pedigree to go out and have a stinker and maybe get another shot right at it. Like, he's played some good games here, but like even Dan Vladar talked about, he played some good games and the team didn't get the win. He got the win most recently against Florida. But I think that, you know, the the leash isn't necessarily as long for Dan Vladar as it was for Jacob Markstrom, right? I think it'd be quite a bit shorter. But at the same time, you're given... Mark's a chance to take a little break, sit back. You could tell he was obviously very excited that Dan Vladar had got the win after getting out there and celebrating with his partner after the victory on the ice, the big smile on his face. So he understands it's a team sport, trying to earn some wins. Obviously, he wants to be a part of it, but I think that right now, he also understands there's been some moments that he might have cost this team some, some pretty key moments of games, and Dan's given them a good opportunity. I think it's also important that Vladar was here last year, and Markstrom has seen the growth in Vladar's game, and probably has that trust and that belief that Dan is in this position. It's not like you know they, they've brought in some other guy that Markstrom doesn't know, and have just said, "Hey, this guy's going to replace you." Like these guys are a tandem for sure, despite one of them being the starter and one of them being the backup. Yeah. Now we're seeing a little bit of a shuffle, and it'll be interesting to see how long this lasts. But I don't expect it to be. A overly long stretch until Markstrom is kind of back being either the pure number one or at least more of a, a 1A to a 1B that is Vladar. Uh,
0: and if you look at the team save percentage, mm-hmm. obviously the Flames near the bottom of the list in the National Hockey League. Yep. Um, be it Vladar or Markstrom in goal, they still both have a propensity to let in the softy. Like, the Nick Cousins goal last night was a beautiful deflection off a play that Vladar has no chance on. That's just a very well-constructed National Hockey League goal.
1: Multiple breakdowns defensively cap. there. Yeah. Tip yeah.
0: your cap. That is just a beautiful NHL goal. But the goal that Sam Reinhardt scored, Knuckler. that was a muffin. Yeah. You got to have that in the NHL. Once again,
1: defensive breakdowns, but that's a stoppable sure. puck.
0: Right. Sometimes your goalie has to bail you out when, when things it's, go awry in your joke. own end. Exactly. That's the one thing that both of these guys, I would say Vladar less than Markstrom so far this season, they both have a tendency sometimes to let in that muffin, which potentially could be backbreaking. That Reinhard goal got the Panthers right back into it, made it a 4-2 game. They were really pressing there in the third period, and tip your cap to Vladar because he's the one who shut the door in the third period to solidify the win for the Calgary Flames last night. But as a whole, both of those guys have let in... Way too many stinkers, and we're not even into December yet.
1: And you talk about the save percentage. Like, this is a team that, like the Hurricanes over the weekend, the Flames do a pretty good job at suppressing shot attempts from the opposition. So if you're letting in one stinker every once in a while, your save percentage is going to plummet like a stone. It's not like you're Craig Anderson. You're facing 45 shots in Buffalo every time you're going out and, and taking to the ice. And if you let a stinker in, you're still 923. Yeah. Like, it's just, you don't have that type of margin for error. So the numbers, listen, the numbers are what they are. They tell the story. They're still letting in the stinkers. You got to try and limit them. And it didn't happen last year. Like, it rarely ever happened. Like, I can remember off the top of my head one instance against, ironically enough, the Buffalo Sabres here in Calgary, where Markstrom went to pass a puck in overtime and just whiffed, and it just went in the net. Mm -hmm. and that was like oh that was bad but he did that like twice last year the entire season and usually if there was a bad goal maybe it didn't matter so much like there was that game there was that ridiculous like what was it 9-5 Oilers game at the end of the regular season before they battled in the playoffs where he let in some some not so good goals too but apart from that off the top of my head, I don't necessarily remember anything from last season that was too bad. This year, it's been different. This year, it, you, you're more looking for the games where he doesn't necessarily have something that is at least questionable, right?
0: Yeah. Um, producer Patrick DeMa, jump on for this, too. Yeah. You guys are ready to play speed round? Okay. On who should start and goal for the Calgary Flames? Okay. I'm going to rattle off some games and some days, and both of you just yell out who should start and goal for the Calgary Flames that game. You guys ready? Yeah, Thursday against Montreal. Ladar, Ladar, quicker, Maddie. I need you. I need you quicker on the mm, okay. on the trigger okay, here. Okay, fine. Okay. Saturday against the Capitals. Ladar, Ladar. Monday against the Coyotes. Markstrom. Markstrom. Wednesday against the Wild. Ladar, Ladar. Friday at Johnny Goudreau and the Blue Jackets. Markstrom. Uh, Saturday at Toronto. Ladar. At mm-hmm. Montreal, Monday the twelfth. Hmm.
3: <laughs> so now we're into two weeks okay. from now. So how did how
0: did they play in those six games? Okay, <laughs> but but my point is, you guys are saying a lot more of Ladar than Markstrom.
1: But like like that's that's totally how I feel right now. Yeah, but my point being, that could change in one period could sure. totally change how I feel about Dan how? Ladar's game. Okay, so just because he has not had an NHL tenure over the course of, of his course. short career, yes. where he's been able to put like two months of strong play together. Sure.
0: So if um, there's a bad one, then then let let me ask, because you guys know the head coach. Uh you, you've seen him, you've been around him a lot longer than I have in this city. I wouldn't say no one, but yes. Okay. Um how long is the leash on Dan Vladar when it comes to maybe letting in a softy with the head coach of this team? Maddie, you then Patrick Dumont. I would say shorter than what we saw for Jacob Markstrom. Um
1: right now, you, it, it's so hard because I think there's different things that can dictate it because if he has a stinker game and the flames are still able to go out and win, maybe he doesn't decide to make the change. But if it is the sole undoing of a good effort for your team is your goaltender dropping the ball. That's it. Next guy up. And and that's just how it has to be because this year, neither of the guys has said I'm the number one. I
0: can be the number one for three weeks. Neither of them has showed that. Or played like a true number one.
1: That's what I mean.
2: Because yeah.
0: Markstrom is the number one. He is. But, but he hasn't n- played like a true number one. Exactly. We've seen flashes where he makes incredible saves. And I would argue he's played like a number one in the
1: league. When Once again, going back to goaltender numbers are down. But he is nowhere near what we're used to seeing from Jacob Markstrom as a top 10, top 5 goaltender right. in the entire
0: NHL. And that's something I dug up before I went on vacate was since March 1st, his save percentage is below 900. And Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. So this isn't a recent, like, this season kind of deal. Jacob Markstrom's been struggling since March in net for the Calgary Flames. Is some of that yeah. the team in front of him? I think, yes. Is some of this on Jacob Markstrom? Yes, because I don't think there's anybody in the city who would say, oh, no, he played good in the playoffs. Yeah, he did. He played excellent in the, the, first, in the first round. round. Right. Which but nobody remembers March. that because they needed him to play better in the second round where he's supposed to deliver the goods for the Flames, and the reason why they brought him in this city is beat teams like the Oilers in the playoffs, and, and he was terrible in that series.
1: Yeah, and so was the entire team.
0: I get it. They, they hemorrhaged chances at, way more
3: than... Uh, I know. Ten of
1: irrelevant. They hemorrhaged chances at an egregious rate that was not even comparable and to McDavid what they had was done playing done in the an, regular season level. or I in understand. the first round of the playoffs. Right, but I
0: understand why fans are so nervous about Jacob Markstrom in the season yes. because they haven't seen Jacob Markstrom and the numbers show it since probably March of last year. That's all I'm saying. It's and been a while since Jacob Markstrom's been Jacob Markstrom. That's what I'm saying to you.
1: Yeah. And like the thing is too, like there's the flashes where you still see him save a game. Like you go back to that Kings game recently. Yeah. It was the, outstanding the save on Kopitar too. Yeah. The he, last minute.
0: he saves their bacon. Very grand fear-like, wins a 6-5 game, doesn't let in that 6 and the Flames win. <laughs> Very grand fear-like. Yeah, he, he made the saves
1: when he needed to, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm a proponent that you don't always have to go out, even if you're, you know, a Vesna caliber goalie, yeah. you don't necessarily have to go out every single game and put forth a Vesna caliber effort. You have to be better than the other guy on the other side of the ice, mm. frankly. That's all you got to do because then the rest is up to the guys in front of you. And for the most part, goalies aren't the guys that are getting ten million dollars a year. There's
0: a handful of them, and one of them is not even active anymore. Uh, producer Patrick Dumas, how long's that leash for Vladar when it comes to Daryl Sutter? I
3: think it's pretty short right now because it's just they don't know. Like Maddie said, nobody has taken this this number one job. It is Markstrom's job de facto, yes, but right now Vladar's been playing better, and I think uh, most of these lot like. I don't think you can say, like, the losses. Like, there's definitely losses that are on Markstrom and not on Vladar so far. So I just think it, it takes a couple. And we know how Sutter is with these goaltenders in this city. Um, he likes to ride the guy that he, that he really likes. But right now, he also said last week, we need the young guys to step up. And I look at the roster. There's not a lot of young guys outside of Dan Vladar and Adam Ruzicka. Both are doing their job. So, probably short, but maybe not as short as people think.
0: Mm-hmm. That is saucy. Um keep those texts rolling in too. 960, 960, name and location. Sergey Bobrovsky sucks more than blank and Racco Goodis' beard is thicker than blank. There's a good there's a few good ones. We'll lead, we'll read them later on in the show as well. A uh, couple we can't read on the air. No, but no, very, but we always very love them. We, uh, we, we do like, we do like you, you you coming in. And and check out the poll question too at George Russick at Matt Rose Y C. Are we on the verge of a starting goalie situation Situation with Markstrom and Vladar? No Markstrom's team. Yes, Vladar, the number one option right now, should be a 50-50 split. Right now, 50-50 split leading the way with 34.7% of the votes. Uh, Matthew Kachuk came back last night, had that nice video tribute. You were at the Dome last night, had a nice round of applause. I don't think that could have worked out any better. They gave him a nice little warm round of applause. Hey, thanks for your time here. We know you played super hard in Calgary and for the organization. And then subsequently was booed the next shift after the TV timeout when he touched the puck. I thought that was perfect. Uh, Matthew Kachuk last night. And Jonathan Huberto elevated his game. He was he was very good last night. That's the Huberto that's, that fans want to see. That's the Huberto that they thought they were getting when they made the trade uh, with the Panthers to get him in Uyghur. And by the way, lost in all of this last night. Uh-huh. Weegar got got an apple Last night against his former team and on I thought 95
1: was, mile per hour heater yeah, that I just thought missed the net The thing was a rocket Huberto
0: was great And I thought Uyghur was solid That we didn't really talk about Uyghur And that's essentially You know he played a good game I thought where he's rock solid in the back
1: I thought Tanev had one of his best games That we've seen
0: in a very long that time That sliding play on the two-on-one That the he broke sliding up sliding
1: play There was another one later on In the third period as well That Kelly and Rick mentioned As he did a good job to break up I think it was a cycle When the Panthers had that little bit of Energy going right before the Toffoli goal, he he was really good. That pair was dynamite. I thought Anderson and Hannafin had another just outstanding game too. So the top four was they were solid for sure.
0: Um, really liked uh, the game of the DNA line too last night. And watching that game, um, and you just you just always the just tenacious. To, three are going to be. They were good, man. Um, where's the speed been? I I just don't understand because we saw and especially on that two and zero. Oh, and if that was a beer league game when uh, Dubé and Majapani were kind of like, oh no, we got a two on zero here, let's go. If that's a beer league game and they score that meaningless sixth goal, that could potentially start a fight on the ice or those guys get slashed uh, if they're still on the ice after that goal. I know it's pro hockey and stop us, okay? I understand that, but that's one of those instances where if that's a beer league goal, you're like, you're booing the guys. Like, come on, man, you already beat us five two. There's a minute left in the game. Don't go out there and go on a don't fire give up, fire don't, down the ice on a two on zero. Don't come give up on. a two on zero then. Okay, but come on. Good for them for scoring, but where's the speed been this entire season with that line? It's all of a sudden they just snapped back to being one of the best lines on the hockey team. It was I don't one,
1: understand. It was one of the conversations in the press box yesterday. It was Where's this been? It was A, Jonathan Huberto looks like he did in the first week of the season, yep. where he's moving his feet, he's making just the stupidest passes that don't make any sense. You know, had a good chat about kind of his high-risk, high-reward play, and he just tries to do some things that are so ridiculous and a lot of times they don't work. But at the same time, his success rate is probably way higher than anybody else in the NHL. So you just kind of buckle in for that type of thing. And then the other conversation was all about how Manjapani and Dube looked back to their normal selves. And honestly, I thought they popped more than Awesome Kadri did in that game yesterday. Kadri was solid too, but those two were really the... The standouts, their play shorthanded, they, they've been a great tandem killing penalties for a while for this team. And Sam Reinhardt makes an egregious play, but you have to finish those egregious plays. He turns yep. it over, sends them on the two-on-one. Excellent play by Manjapani to get the pass over to Dubé, and he's able to finish. And then later on, loved it, two-on-oh. They open the scoring, they close the scoring. Dubé scores the first one, Manjapani scores the second you just hope that can be a jumping-off
0: point for those two. Uh, keep those, t- those texts rolling in, 960-960, name and location. Bobrovsky sucks more than blank, and Rakogudis' beard is thicker than blank. Do you have one before we go here? Uh, not one that I can
1: read on. I, I was just saying, you know, th- this text that says, Daryl wrecked the Tenacious 3 after five games, now they're coming back. I, j- I don't know if I agree with Daryl Wreckdom, but Tenacious 3, yeah. yeah,
0: right on. There we go. supporter. Um, there, there's also the texture. Please attach your name and location. He was also talking about how good is his beard is thicker than his armpit hair. Oh. Which that, must I mean, be a very, very thick mess underneath. Yeah. There.
1: So let's make sure we're attaching our name and location of those. Yeah. We
0: want to give you credit and we want to know who has really thick armpit hair. Um, Anthony Stewart, NHL on Sportsnet, <laughs> straight ahead. Um, he'll join us. Talk about that big flames win. Maybe we'll talk about that extension in Dallas and what that means for a couple other guys around the NHL. James Sharman at the top of the hour on the World Cup and our pal Julian McKenzie on the Flames. And we'll even touch on the Habs ahead of their matchup tomorrow night down at the Dome. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan. The big show, Russ and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Yes, sir. Serving Calgary and Southern Alberta since nineteen ninety two. At the top of the hour, some footy talk. You love, like, how m- can you splash around in the pool of truth, real quick? Yeah, I would love. How much, to much are you looking forward around. to the World
1: Cup being over? Splash, splash. because um, Canada eliminated. Don't, I don't really. I'm not looking for it. I don't care. Okay. Like Honestly, I think that once the actual like knockout stage starts, yeah. I'll be back invested. But since Canada's second game, I haven't watched a second. Okay. I, I
0: probably won't. But you watch the match against Morocco tomorrow because you want to see Canada get a result. Again, I know they're eliminated and this is something we'll talk to James Sharman about. Mm-hmm. But it's a big deal if Canada gets a result at the World Cup. Just like scoring their first goal. That's a big deal. Exactly. And
1: I love Canada, so I'm gonna be watching okay. that one. But apart from that, until we get to the, the <laughs> knockout
0: stage, it's Yeah. You were... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm already I'm already I'm already hating myself for saying this transition. From you loving to Canada from another guy who loves Canada Jeez. Anthony Stewart from the NHL on Sportsnet, former NHL. I understand if you just want to hang out now, Stewie. Pizza Stewie. That's fine. In Sports Bar guest hotline, Stewie, how are you, pal? I'm
4: doing well, and uh, who doesn't love Canada? What exactly,
0: kind of it's a good take. Loves um, can you are you ready, Stewie, to get the uh, to get some heat on the air right now? Oh boy. Oh, well, if it's
4: anything like Twitter, I think I'm ready. I've been catching a beating the last couple of days, but okay. uh, I can take a couple more hits. All
0: right. So our technical director, Alex Brody, in his fantasy hockey uh, draft, took a specific player just based on your advice. And now he's upset with you about it. Alex Brody, tell us why you drafted Jack Campbell in your fantasy league.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Anthony, I really, I really thought, like, I really agree with you. On that take about the Vesna, but what is going on? What is this?
0: So he's so he's a little sour with you, Stewie.
2: What have you done?
0: Yeah,
1: I
4: I have no problems taking L's. I've been taking L's as a player and <laughs> an analyst. So I'll just uh, I'll just if you look at my updated version, I actually photoshopped my and I changed my pick to you uh, say Sorrell. So that's on Twitter right now floating okay. around. I actually changed my pick, but I like it. All the stars, all the stars aligned for Jack Campbell having a great season just based on Edmonton last year, saying the missing link to them taking the next step and making the Stanley Cup Finals was goaltending, right? And you saw last year the performance they got from Koskinen. They just needed solid, not spectacular. Mm. So, yeah, we know they didn't have the depth on D, but we know that, you know, Seidel and McDavid are primary and secondary scoring. It was lining up for... Campbell to have a great great season but boy was i wrong right now he's sitting at uh 875 and, and four goals against the game so um if you need me to send you a paypal or Venmo, i got about six <laughs> bucks i could, I could, I could
0: donate. there you go alex there you go stewie uh he apologizes for his bad take uh stewie how many burner accounts do you have on twitter and then really how many burner accounts do you have on twitter <laughs>
4: I got one. I got okay. one, and I have no problem admitting it. I'm Wayne Glensky on Twitter. So uh, if <laughs> I need to go on there and take a look and throw the audience, up, yep. I do it from Wayne Glensky. So, I, again, yep. that's the one I can, uh, I can admit. But uh, there might be one or two other ones that I go and just take a quick uh, quick creep that I don't want anyone seeing me, uh, okay. seeing me in, on the
0: I like it very, uh, Kevin Durant of you. Okay. Um, so, uh, the, the Flames goalie situation, you talk about how Jack Campbell's been a nightmare so far in Edmonton. Dan Vladar again, really good last night for the Flames. And we're not saying it's a controversy here in Calgary, but does Dan Vladar give the Flames the best chance to win hockey games right now, Stewie?
4: Uh, no. No, we know Mm. Markstrom's struggling, right? But again, uh, one of my hot takes, and I don't think you'll think it's a hot take, and I don't think most of the hockey world will, is that, you know, I had Calgary Flames uh, beating in the Stanley Cup Finals this year, and that's not going to happen without Markstrom playing uh, up to the level that he did last year. You know, he's struggling right now, but again, this team is going to go as far as, as uh, Markstrom takes them, and I know you got the Huberdos and the Cadries coming in, but with that defense right now that's playing, you know, half decent hockey, uh, you got Rasmus Anderson leading the team in points right now with 16 points. You know, you're going to need some goaltending right now. So does he need to play 9:22 like he did last year and in the two goals against? I don't think so, but mm. they need that performance where he stood up and, and you know he had nine shutouts last year, leading the league. So he doesn't need to play spectacular. He just needs to play some solid hockey and he's struggling right now so yeah if he has to hit the reset button and watch a couple of games yeah I, I'm, I'm okay with that uh darth ladar is uh is coming in stepping in playing some good hockey but this team's not going anywhere close to the stanley cup finals without markstrom getting back to his normal form
0: stewie when you were in the show and your starting goaltender lets in a muffin like we've seen uh markstrom and Vladar let in during the season but more markstrom what does that do to the guys on the bench is it deflating do they just kind of say that that's okay these things happen like how do the guys on the bench approach a uh, goals when a goalie lets one in that they absolutely should have had which i'm sure a lot of the guys on the Panthers bench experienced last night with Sergei Bobrovsky
4: yeah. Again, we can you can let in one, but I don't think it's about the quality of the goal. I think it's the timing of the goal. If it's the first shot of the period, or it's the last minute of the period, or it's you know you're in a three-two game and you let a muffin in, and you know six minutes left in the third. It's very very tough to rebound uh, from that too. But a lot of these goaltenders are their, are their own worst. Uh, critics, so you don't really have to say something. Yes, it's deflating, but, you know, I'm going back to my Southeast Division days where I played in Florida with Roberto Luongo and Thomas Wocoon, or I was in Atlanta with Pavlik. Those guys were high-quality goaltenders where they saved us the most nights, so we couldn't say nothing. Same thing with Cam Ward in Carolina. So goaltending, we lived and died by them, so if they let in a couple uh, softies... Again, they were standing on their heads making 40, 50 saves a night. But uh, for Markstrom, again, he he knows what he needs to do and high quality of a goaltender that he is and what he needs to be. And he understands that uh, for this team to do well, he's got to perform at a higher level.
1: So, Stewie, the Flames beat the Panthers in both games that they're going to play this season, at least in the regular season. They're now out of the way. All the particulars from the trade can kind of move forward. And we heard all of them talk about it after the deal. But most notably, I think it was Jonathan Huberto who said, you know, now we can really kind of focus on the season how hard do you think it is for guys to understand that you're going to play your former team at some point? It's circled on your calendar, and it's early on in the season. Like it must have been a distraction for them, and you wonder if they can have this as a big jumping-off point for at least Hubert and Weger. Kachuk's off to a great start.
4: Yeah, it's great, to, to get out of the way because again they have to probably go to the bank this morning and make a really big uh, <laughs> withdrawal because they put money on the board. So it could be anywhere from you know two to ten thousand dollars on not going to confirm or deny it amount, amount. but yeah there's, it's distracting right it's distracting because you circle it on your calendar you got buddies coming into town families coming into town uh you got to go to dinner with the guys uh you know the night before so again as a hockey player you just want to focus on the game and everything else is a bit of a distraction so it's good for them to get that out of the way because again i think a lot of those players from last year want to have a you know that played for the panthers last year want to sort of just worry about you know performing at a high level they signed their big contracts they want to perform they want to get back to the form that they were at last year as well too so it's good to get it out of the way and get back to doing what they do best putting up points and playing hockey as well
1: that was a stretch there where Jonathan Huberto just didn't look like himself even like the the player that Flames fans would have known from the start of the season how close do you think he is to being the the player that you know was over 100 points last year and led the league in assists
4: well, it's a different, uh, it's a different vibe, right? When you got to yeah. you're pulling up the rink in a Ferrari now, and you got to pick up in a, a Ford Tough F150 Raptor Edition, right? And, and again, you know, he, he signed long term, so you know he wants to be here. But again, there's going to be some growing pains, right? You're coming from Florida again. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, of, not a lot of media attention. You know, I flat out yeah. almost saw a fist fight between the media member and a player when I played. <laughs> 5 o'clock news where this would be a scandal uh, for two weeks in Canada so adjusting to that adjusting to the market adjusting to new line mates um, it, it doesn't happen overnight so yeah you know it's, it's 22 games into the season right now I would sort of judge where he's at at the quarter point uh, sort of the halfway point of the season but he's a player right now we know he can put up sis he can put up 20 points and in 13 12 13 games too so it's too early to judge There's a lot of growing pains right now but The one uh, silver lining is the team's in a playoff spot right now, and they're not really firing on all cylinders, probably only half cylinders right now. Uh, So, again, there's still a lot of time, but a good thing is that they're in a playoff spot right now.
0: Anthony Stewart, NHL on Sportsnet, joining us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Guest Hotline, Big Show, Wrestling and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I know you just talked about playing in Florida like you did and how there's no media attention, but we always talk about that and how players like to fly under the radar. But are there guys in the league, Stewie, and guys you played with who want all the attention and want to play in markets like Toronto, like here in Calgary, where everything's under a microscope and they crave that attention?
4: yeah, when well, things are going well, but again, okay. I'm not even I'm not even playing right now, and I'm catching heat uh, for being in a Toronto market for my takes from like three years ago, so I'm still catching heat on that but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a guy right now roasted. He's like, hey, you said Kapitän, uh is better than Nylander. I said that like three years ago. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but people don't forget. But I think, you know for me, you know, I played in that southeast division where we had, you know, 9,000, 12,000 in Atlanta. We had 1,000 fans from one game during the day, during the school day. I felt I'd have a better career knowing I'd have that accountability, knowing that I have to face the media or the fans when I'm going to the mall. It would make me perform at a higher level. You know, I was going to the rink in Florida and flip-flops and going to the beach and working on my tan. Like, I didn't really need to do that, but that's what I was doing. So I didn't really have that accountability in my career where I felt if I was in a Winnipeg or a Calgary, I would really, really perform better. But Again, right now with social media, a lot of the players catch flack. If you have a bad game or you say a bad comment, you, you know, you're trending on Twitter. And a lot of guys don't want to trend, and they want to fly under the radar, like you said, George, there too. So, again, they're paid a lot of money, but, again, they are humans as well too, so it goes a little bit hand-in-hand. Hand. But for me personally, I wish I had the opportunity to play in the market.
1: Wanted to ask you about uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and, and really just the run that Mitch Marner is on here, Stewie, is, uh, man what is it, 16 games straight, 17 games straight that he has a point now and the Leafs are are winning left, right, and center. What are you seeing from Toronto and is it all just the play from Mitch Marner right now?
4: Yeah, well, right now, Marner's really the engine that's driving this Toronto Maple Leafs team. Again, you know, we know he's an amazing passer, you know, he can pass through traffic, pass through legs, but you know, a lot of his points is just coming from flat-out hard work. He's getting in on the forecheck, and he's turning pucks over, and he's making little tic-tac-toe passes uh, from behind the line there, too. So, um, you know, the Leafs have every excuse to sort of roll over and die. They're missing, you know, three or four of their top defensemen right now, and Riley and Muzzin and and, uh, and TJ Brody right now. It's, it's it, you know, they could have fell right out of this race. But what it did now is it focused, made them focus on playing a really good team defense, getting back to the basics, shipping in pucks, Uh, You know, protecting the goalie, not giving up second, third opportunities, Uh, really good focusing on, um, you know, discipline and not being in the box the whole entire game. But Marner right now is leading right now. And, you know, everyone's talking about Matthews. He's at 11 goals right now. And we know he can put up 10 goals in eight games and get back into the race here, too. But uh, I think Tavares needs to get some compliments as well, too. His game's at a whole different level from what it was last year. Mm -hmm. Nylander as well, too. So I think the problem was last year. Uh, Two of the big four were going every single night where they needed at least three. I could say three out of the four are consistently playing well, especially in November. That's why they're having success. And I think they're, what, uh, 7-0-2 in their last nine games.
1: You mentioned the injuries on the blue line. Muzzin gone for the foreseeable future. Riley and Brody. Brody started skating today. He's dealing with an oblique injury. Riley's going to be out for a while with a knee injury too. But who has impressed you the most on that blue line is... There's guys that have had to step up, uh, play extra minutes due to the the infirmary being awfully full out in Toronto.
4: Justin Hall, no, not Justin Hall. Um, I'm going to go with <laughs> Victor uh, Mete. <laughs> Jeez, <Sorry. laughs> Victor Mete. Yeah, Oliver. Oh. No, um, <laughs> yes. I, I like Sandine and Lilligren because you know they're handling you know major minutes. They're getting some sheltered minutes earlier on in the season than last year. They're getting up past 20 minutes, and to have two young defense defense been thrust into the spotlight with all the pressure of all the seasons right now. And, you know, there could be a lot of jobs on the line, a lot of blowing up the team on the line and they're coming in and just playing steady eddy hockey. They're not making the mistakes they were earlier on in the season. Uh, you saw Sandine score the other night, Lilligren the other night as well, too. They're playing really, really solid hockey. So I'm really, really impressed because of their age. Uh, and, and I remember at a young guy, if I was put on a top line, which was very, very, uh, uh, seldom. Um, mm. I'd be nervous as heck. So to be doing that in the Toronto market with the media waiting for you to fail. They're playing some solid, solid hockey. It's very, very impressive for me.
0: What do you make of the big Rope hints extension?
4: Ooh, all the money, all the money. I like it. I like it. Um I think he could have got more in the open market, but he's playing some good, good hockey as well too. You're seeing him that's the future now of this Dallas Stars team. We're seeing him, uh, Jason Robertson as well, too. But, hints again, he's one of the most underrated players in the league. He's got speed. He can score. Um, so, my real question is, so if that's the number that he pumped out, what is our friend in Vancouver going to pump mm. out to? Is that eight? Ah, we could be seeing a, a nine or maybe a nine and a half. But, again, it's good to see now. Again, I like seeing the players get paid. And I could see some people questioning hints, but if you really watch Dallas or you ask the fans or anyone in the organization, he does those small little things well, and he's a player that helps the team take the next step in the, in the, in the playoffs. He's, a, he's an amazing player.
1: Alex Ovechkin with just a, a, another great night yesterday, and he just continues to rack up the, the accolades. He scores goal 402 and 403 on the road to pass Wayne Gretzky for the most in NHL history for road goals. He's also tying records a Yarmor Yager set, Brett, Hell, Brett Hull, Mark Messier. Like, how much fun is it to watch this chase that Alex Ovechkin continues to be on?
4: It's great. And I was a minor hockey superstar and a, and a junior hockey superstar. And I remember seeing Ovechkin at uh, the under-17s. And here we are. You know, We're chirping this guy. He's got yellow laces, tinted visor. Like, who the heck is this guy from Russia? But we knew who he was. I think he finished with like 15 goals in the tournament. I'm sitting there thinking I'm sweet. I have six goals, but he's got 15 goals. But he just puts the puck in the net. And every single goal it's like his first one, just his infectious personality, his enthusiasm – and, and trust me, everyone says, well, how do you let him go in this sweet spot? He finds a way to get open. We used to do hours and hours of video in that Southeast Division. Push Ovechkin back, push him back, push him to the wall. He cannot score from outside, and he would do it every single time. So uh, it's great to see him do that now. I'm sitting here talking about it. I'm at 37. He's the same age right now, scoring goals. It's amazing that he's doing that. And Whether or not he breaks the record, I think he's going to be going down as the greatest goaltender of all – sorry – goal scorer of all mm-hmm. time because you know even you know when i was trailing off in my career it was so hard to score on these goalies in practice they're just so big so athletic and this was seven eight years ago the goalies are bigger now more athletic quicker and they anticipate and they do video on top of that right now too so to see him now to be you know plucking goalies apart it's mm-hmm. amazing amazing and to be doing it in this era He's by far the greatest goal scorer of all time.
0: Uh, Stewie, I love the tinted visor vibes. Uh, Maddie and uh-huh. I have talked about this on the show. Uh, Ovechkin, If I, I wish the NHL would allow tinted visors. Uh, the mirrored visor is the best. Get the, mm. let, the, let the NHL wear the mirrored visor. Give me a few yeah. names in the NHL right now who could rock a mirrored visor. Ovechkin clearly near the top of that list wearing a mirrored visor. Like I think Kaprizov gives me mirrored visor. Yeah. Vibes yeah. definitely. Kopitar.
4: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I want to be a goalie. What about uh what about Shosturkin? Imagine that. And Put like a mirrored a
0: visor underneath yeah, his little goalie He presses goalie a cage.
4: A button and then it goes back to regular. You see his yeah. eyes and he presses a button. It goes back. Imagine that. <laughs> That'd be cool.
0: <laughs> um, Jack Hughes. Does he have mirrored visor vibes? Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. But, again, I'll tell you, we used to have this big summer tournament
4: in Toronto where all the pros would play, and my brother actually got into a fight with Zen and Kanopka in regular Niagara NHL. Niagara Falls
0: native Zen and Kanopka. Let's yeah, go. Over a, beef,
4: over a beef over the summer hockey. And Oveskin, uh, again, I had to put a visor on just because, again, sticks were flying, and I actually got a tinted visor. But I don't think I've heard more chirps in a beer league game than me wearing that visor. I think I took it off after two games because the <laughs> chirps were
0: <laughs> – You got to be really good, though, to where – Tinted visor. You got to be really good. Oh,
4: oh I'm yeah. a beer league. I'll tell you that. I was, like I said, back in the day, I was the man. I don't know what happened near the end, okay, but I was well, the man. It happened. those.
0: <laughs> Father Time's undefeated. Hey, can you do me one favor, too, before we go? What's that? Can you put Matty Rose's face on something you tweet out? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Because you've I done will. it numerous I- times to me, and you do a great job. Can you superimpose Matt Rose's face on something?
4: Yeah, that's great. That's great. I will. I will. And maybe will. do I'm it on, on the
0: it. Glensky Twitter account. Too.
4: I'm on it right now. And if you want to see right now, my, my current uh, uh. picture on my uh, Twitter right now is me trolling one of the fans that chirped me. So I actually just took his picture and put my face on his face. <laughs> so I'm waiting for So that's going to be it. my picture. He responds.
1: So, okay. <laughs> thanks for explaining because I saw this I this it. morning and I was, whoa, this is jarring. What is this picture?
0: Yeah, he does. He does a great job. And Anthony Stewart, NHL on Sportsnet, former National Hockey Leaguer. Stewie, always great. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, pal. All right, thanks a lot. Go Flames, go. And uh, that's Anthony Stewart. Uh, brought to you by in the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Come in and enjoy hockey and football game day specials at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Pickup and delivery also available on Atlas Pizza, 403-248-3344. Yeah, I love, <laughs> love Muir Advisor vibes. Like, there's only a handful of guys in the league who can do that.
1: Yeah, you've you got to be... Pre- Leon Dreisaitl?
0: Yeah, he definitely has Muir. If Connor wanted to wear... But he, I don't think he has no, he personality. Doesn't. He doesn't have the drip to do it. Yeah, I don't... Who else in Canada? Matthews. Yeah, definitely. Well, p- plus he's American; it's easy that way. Mm-hmm. Cole Caulfield has Mirror Advisor, but he's kind of
3: small. Yeah, I was thinking, mm-hmm. man, Cole Perfetti with a Mirror Advisor looked dope. Who? Cole Perfetti. Oh, what I, about? I'm just kidding. Elias <laughs> Pedersen. Joke. Mirror it. Advisor. Okay. No, hard pass.
0: Nobody on the Canucks. He should
1: have like a, a like a yellow tinted advisor. Oh, um, Zegras.
0: Yeah, Zegras. Yeah. Zegras sure sure. has Mirror Advisor. Vibes.
3: I mean, people it, probably put it on NHL twenty three. Is they there anybody on the Flames
0: on who could rock a mirrored visor? Zadorov. Yeah.
1: What?
3: Really? <laughs> that move he made to the net, driving to the really? net there yesterday. Totally could see him rocking okay. a mirrored visor. He's the only one,
1: actually. No, like even seeing Mark Stahl in his light tint, I didn't like it. And, mm. I, but I want the full mirrored yeah, visor, Ovechkin yeah. like World Juniors. Yeah, where visor. you look like a cyborg. Yeah, like it's awesome. Tron. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like the Golden Knights golden helmet and the, and the King's super silver helmet. I love those. Mirror Advisor vibes. Luchich, I, I, I got one on the text line. I, I don't
1: know if the v- mirror Advisor look good with the red. Like, that's my problem. I can't see it. Like, maybe with the black. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, like, whenever I'm envisioning the mirror Advisor, I'm usually thinking of teams with dark unis.
0: Like no, I'm just thinking about, unis. like, superstar players who could rock. Like, Kucherov could wear a mirror Advisor. yeah. He's got mirror advisor It would look good with the Crosby. No, No. Malkin maybe.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Oh, Panarin with the Rangers. Panarin, mirror advisor vibes. uh, Funny how we're naming a lot of Russian and American players (laughs) with all these mirror advisor. Give me some Canadian players with mirror advisor vibes. Like, Um, like when Connor Bedard gets into the NHL, (laughs) mirror advisor vibes. Well right now what Canadian players. Is McDavid have
3: you? rock a mere no. Well we just said
0: well, were you not no. listening? We just literally said that a minute ago. Damn you, Patrick. I Dumas. was not listening. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Zabina Patrick Line, that's a good one. Yeah, but again, up. give me a Canadian player. I'm uh Evander Kane, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that I could see it. McKinnon, uh, okay.
1: Mark Stone.
0: Uh, Brad, Brad Marsh- Burns. Brad Marchand. Yeah. Patrice Bergeron? No. Patrice Bergeron never have mirrored Advisor vibes. Brent Burns? <laughs>
1: Dougie, ha- Dougie Hamilton?
0: Uh, DeBrinkett, They're flying in. Drew Doughty has mirrored Advisor vibes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Goudreau would wear a Muir Advisor for sure. Of course he would, because he's American.
1: Jordan Bennington would wear the one that Stewie
0: was talking about, the changes back and forth. Yeah. Um, yep. Lucic would be terrifying. We're getting a couple Lucic. Jamie Ben, if he wears a visor, thing. he doesn't wear a visor sometimes. Neither, he, does and he, he doesn't. Neither does Luke. Patrick Kane has a ton of mirror advisor vibes. Like, there's no question about that, too. Jonathan Taves never in a million years has mirror advisor vibes. Trying to think of some Canadian need, players. Do you know what they gotta do? They, a good Dam one. Coast. they gotta get a part ah. do you
1: know what they gotta do? They gotta get a partnership with Pit Viper. Okay. And much like uh the leading scorer gets the golden helmet overseas, yeah. If you're the leading scorer on your team, you get a Pit Viper's visor on okay. your helmet that you get to rock.
0: Like Naz, does he have mirror visor vibes? I a little bit. It. Yeah. Because yeah. he's an S Disturber. A little bit of that. Matthew Kachuk has mirror visor vibes too.
1: Yeah, like you gotta, you gotta have a certain amount of gets a in like it's easy. It's easy
0: to turtle with a mirror advisor on, right? You can just kind of duck your yeah, chin you can and get you're get getting under- a in the mirror advisor. Yeah, it's easy to hide your hide your eyes. Boring mm. Sean Monahan mirror advisor. No,
1: okay, no. Some of these and Kale McCarr is not good either. I don't think he'd look good with it. Really.
0: No. But he, but he's a type of player that you could he's, see.
1: He's got like such a nice, like I look at him, I'm like he's probably a really nice boy. Yeah, like <laughs> a boy. Yeah, okay. like I. He's I, a man.
0: I, he's I'm for it. Yeah. Um, Kevin Rooney, come on, man. Sean Avery for sure. Sean Avery, definitely back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Tyler To 100% can pull it off. I don't think he skates fast enough, but at least we get a good look at his mirror visor on the ice. Yeah, you would need to... Yeah, y-
1: You gotta be someone who kind of... You gotta have some swag. Uh, you this is have a good
0: one. They're flying into the text. Max yeah. Domi has come up dri- a couple times, but he's not very good anymore. Jerome yeah, McGinlow, back in the day... These players
1: aren't good enough to wear chrome visors without being absolutely chirped. Jerome McGinlow? Jerome
0: McGinlow was good enough to do it. Yeah. and Tom we would Wilson? The off of you, Tom Wilson's a good one, too. I like Tom Wilson a lot. Have you ever... Oh, my God. We should... They're... <laughs> There is a recording. Uh-huh. If you call North Toronto Arena, home of Tom Wilson, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you <laughs> call the North Toronto Arena, the voicemail is about Tom Wilson dropping the gloves and scoring goals for the Capitals. <laughs> it's a great voicemail. We should we should call it at the break, record it, and then play it for you. Really, I don't know what the I don't know what the voicemail is right now, but from years ago, it's like. North Toronto Arena. What's to, the home with Tom Wilson? What's the home with Tom Wilson? We'll see if we can dig that up. Okay, We'll sure. call North yeah. Toronto Arena and see if the voicemail, and we can record it. Sounds good. Love James Sharman on the World Cup. Ton of more of your text, 960, 960, name and location.
1: Ton of more of your text? Ton, Whatever. ton Tons more. Ton more. Of...
0: Whatever. English is not my first language. It actually is. Uh, keep them rolling in. 960, 960, <laughs> name and location. Um, Bobrovsky sucks more than blank. Raku Gudis' beard is thicker than blank. And uh, give us some mirrored visor vibes, too. These are really good. Uh, one more hour to go of the show. Big show. Russell Gunrow. Sports 960. The fan.